money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. We are here live. If you haven't heard, we're back in the midnight slot live five nights a week, Monday through Friday. So pick up the phone and give me a call right now. You can grab an open line. 8888-ROAD-DOG is that phone number. We're going to get to those calls in just a little bit. The show is all about the business of trucking. We take your calls and answer your questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your authority, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. Lines are open. We're ready to take your calls. 8888-ROAD-DOG. The website is letstruck.com. Believe it or not, the Mid-America Truck Show in Louisville is just three weeks away. Three weeks. It starts on the 22nd of March. It seems like it got here fast. I've got a lot of stuff going on there. I've got a lot of stuff going on before I get there. I um, I just left an event in Dallas a couple weeks ago. I am in Kansas City for a while, and then I'm heading up to Minneapolis to do an event with C.H. Robinson, and I'll leave right from there and go to Louisville, and then I've got the TIA event out in California. So I've been on an extended road trip, and Louisville's going to be busy this year. I mean, there's a lot going on in the economy right now. There's a lot going on in trucking right now, so I think this is going to be a, a great show. I will be doing seminars every day in the truckstop.com booth, so stop by and see me in there. And I also think, I don't have the final details on this yet, but I think we are doing some sort of a road dog roundtable, getting all the hosts together and doing something live uh, from the show. So... Um, we are going to get to the calls. If you have any questions about Louisville, you can certainly ask that questions about taxes, whatever it might be. Let's, uh, let's get to the phones. Let's talk to Jason in Iowa. Welcome to the program. Good evening, Kevin. What's on your mind tonight? Question, a couple questions on, a couple questions on per diem. Uh, it kind of seems to be kind of the running theme here for the last couple shows off and on. Uh, how would I do, like, say I leave to come home at, like, midnight 05 from wherever I was, and then I get home at 8 a.m., and then I leave again at 8 p.m. that same day, can I still only claim 75% for that day, seeing I came and left all in the same Okay, you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, I do. Um, the The problem with the code, the way I read it, is they don't define a partial day. They're not even really clear about how to take a partial day, 
the the seventy five percent rule seems to be pretty well accepted. I don't know if I've looked at the code this year because they they've changed it a couple times over the years. There was a time when I read the code and could have swore the way I was reading it. You could take a hundred percent of the partial days, but seventy five is widely accepted. So, but if you if you came in from one trip and left in another, I would still call that a partial day. You were at home for part of that day. So I would just claim the 75%. Okay. okay. Yeah, I didn't know if you could claim it as a full day. Seems obviously you're not going to take one and a half days in one day. I just, I didn't know. Figured I'd ask if there was some, something I was missing. Yeah, it, like I say, they, they're not really clear about defining what a partial day even is. Um, but it, I, I would call a partial day any day that you were home for any part of that day. So in your scenario, okay. yeah, you came back and left, but you were home for part of that day. I would consider that a partial. Okay. All right. Well, that's easy enough. That was really the only question I had. Just kind of got me thinking last night. And then uh, also on talking about doing the W-2 thing you were talking about the other night, it doesn't have to be anything specific. Like I could go I, talking on the per diem again i could go like say uber or lyft that's going to be a w2 event and still be able to claim uh, per diem again because i'm a company driver now do you mean 1099 not w2 or that yeah i meant 1099 i misspoke sorry okay i'm a currently a w2 truck driver and right. obviously those well, side here, deals ten ninety nine. It doesn't have to be right. anything specific, as long as you get a ten ninety nine and be able to fill out that form. Well, yes and no, because we're trying to get credit for the per diem. If you're doing, um, let's say, Lyft or Uber while you're home, that's where the ten ninety nine income is coming from while you're at home. Your per diem wouldn't qualify because you're not earning that okay. income at that time. That's why we came up with the idea of, you know, and, and we think we can really strengthen the argument because you're even doing something involved in trucking. Now, it's also possible, and this is where we're doing some research, but I think we're going to have to claim this as a, so let me take a step back so I don't confuse everybody. The trucking industry, and and let's just say people that are subject to hours of service rules. So that's truck drivers, pilots, train engineers, boat captains. Anybody who is subject to hours of service rules has a different set of per diem rules than everybody else. So, for example, when I'm traveling right now in the coach, even though I'm traveling in the trucking industry, I'm not subject to hours of service so I don't get to claim 80% of my per diem allowance. I only get to claim 50%. So the 80% is a special rule for people subject hours of service. So when we look at this strategy we're coming up with, it's borderline. Well, it's probably not borderline. I think we're going to have to take the 50% because, again, we have to look at how, wh- 
where is the 1099 income being generated? How is it being generated? What business activity is involved? So if we say you are now an independent sales associate for us, that's your 1099 income. You are doing it while you're traveling away from home, so you do qualify for the per diem, but your hours of service rules don't really apply to that income. Do you see what I'm what I mean? I do. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Yeah, so we, we think that we're probably only going to be able to get away with the 50% rather than the 80%. But it's still a pretty significant deduction that we can get back. Oh, yeah. I mean, something's better than nothing. Yeah. I just, you, you had my brain turning, talking about it the last couple nights, so that's why I figured I'd call it ass. Yeah, now... It wouldn't have to be our idea. Any Anything that you could do while you were in the truck and traveling away from home that generated 1099 income would qualify. So if you wanted to sell okay. essential oils as an independent consultant and you do it while you're traveling, then that would still qualify. But your specific example of like an Uber or Lyft or doing something while you're at home wouldn't. Okay. All right. I appreciate the info. You're welcome. All right. Thanks for the call. Thanks. Um, Have a good night. You're welcome. I'm going to get to a break. Uh, looks like we might have an open phone line. I think it's the one I just dropped. 8888 Road Dog, if you want to join us, we are here live tonight. I'm going to take us into the break. When we come back, we'll get to more of your calls and questions. So are you going to the Mid-America Truck Show this year? I think it's going to be a big year. I'm I'm hoping, I don't know why I hope this. I, I, every year I hope that I get some time to actually go walk the show. And this year I think will be a good year to walk the show. I think there's going to be a lot of new technology and a lot of new technology companies this year. I just, uh, I doubt very much that I'll get a whole lot of time to go walk the show. I will be spending a lot of time in the truckstop.com booth. I'm going to try to spend time at the SiriusXM booth. Hopefully I can get in some uh, live broadcast time on one of the other shows. That's always fun. We will see you there. I'm going to get to a break. We're going to come back and get right to your calls and questions right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day? 
If the answer is yes, then Stop Holding the Steering Wheel audio program was designed for you. In this one-of-a-kind audio program, Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to owner-operator, finding and negotiating for a new truck, and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our online store at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. As a professional driver, there is no question that fuel is your highest cost. Fuel Gauges tracks each fuel up, provides your 30, 60, and 90-day miles per gallon average, also tracks maintenance and modifications. Best of all, it is completely free to use. There is no excuse not to use your miles per gallon and start improving your fuel economy. Download the Fuel Gauges app today and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're going to get right to the phones. We're off to California this time. Chris, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How you doing, buddy? Good. What's on your mind tonight? First time call. First time. First time caller. A long time listener. Okay. I was going to ask you if you've checked on the electric engines for the. Uh, if they have um, any kind of an engine brake on those, the Tesla. Yeah the the way the, ele- trucks? the way electric engines work, and the Tesla truck actually has four independent. Now, technically, um, we should call these motors, 
and we shouldn't call what's in the truck currently a motor because it's really an engine. That's always been kind of a, a pet peeve of mine. But then it's an internal combustion engine. It's not a motor. But why do we call it motorsports then? That's not correct. But we always do. But this would be an this this would be an electric engine. So it has four independent no an electric motor. Now I'm confusing myself. Um, it has four independent electric motors. The cool thing about electric motors okay. is they actually use what's called regenerative braking. So that motor can provide braking force, lots of braking force. And while it's doing that, it's regenerating its own electricity. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that. That's kind of kind of shot it would be. Now, since they have four separate electric motors, is that replacing a transmission? Well, there is no drive line in this truck. The motors are right at the wheel positions. Oh, is that right? Yeah. There's there's no drive line. That what, that's two one motors, four motors on all. Yeah, a motor at uh, every four wheel position. On four different wheels. Uh, well, one motor at every wheel position. So four motors, and what they're claiming is that you could get full performance, or or probably not full performance, but you can get very good performance on only two of those motors. So you could lose two motors and still pull 80,000 pounds down the road just fine. Not a nice flat ground. Uh, no. No hills. No. Because keep in mind, this thing has well over 1,000 horsepower. With all four wheels, it's over 1,000 horsepower. So if you lose two, you're down to 500 horsepower, which is about the average truck on the road today. So you could lose two of these motors and still pull as good as most trucks on the road today. I wonder how they would be in snow then. Well, why? Be like having all-wheel drive. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and remember, these are fully electronic controlled, so my guess is they're going to have very sophisticated uh, anti-slip technology. So it, as soon as one traction motor, devices. yeah, traction control system, that's probably going to be very sophisticated because it's, it's virtually 100% electronic. Whereas, you know, if you look at the evolution of traction control on, on a truck today or even cars, it's gotten better, but it's a mix of electronic and mechanical. The electronics have to control the axles and the, Whereas now it's fully electric, a motor at each wheel position. My guess is they're going to be amazing on slippery roads. Hmm. How are they going to pull on climbs? Oh, you think, or have you I, heard? Yeah. Capabilities. Yeah. I, again, if we believe Tesla's claims, and I do, I mean, you just look at the physics of this. Um, electric motors provide full torque. So this thing does zero to 60 fully loaded. I forget the exact numbers, but it's like six times faster than a diesel truck in zero to 60. 
And at 80,000 pounds, I think it'll climb a 6% grade with no loss of speed. Unbelievable. What's the weight of those um, batteries? What weight does that add to that particular truck? I have not seen the weight on this truck yet. That is one of the specs I haven't seen. But my, my guess is that they would not release this truck if it was restrictively heavy. You know, if if it was really going to cause a problem with weight, I, I can't imagine that they would try to release it. I haven't seen that number. I don't know if they've updated anything lately, but I know when they first came out, there was no weight on the truck. Huh. But, I would think they would have to have a massive amount of Considering forklifts alone, their pack is good size. Well, the the thing you have to remember, the reason Tesla has been so successful in the car market is because their battery technology and their motor technology is so much better than everybody else's. You know, you look at, you know, Nissan. They've improved them. Yeah, the, the Nissan Leaf, uh-huh. the Chevy Volt. The uh, there's a couple full electric cars on the market, and the performance and the range doesn't come anywhere near the Tesla. The Tesla has just blown everybody away as far as electric vehicles. So, it, but also keep in mind, we have no engine, no transmission. We lost two differentials and a power uh-huh. divider. That's a lot of weight. That's true. That's very true. Good point. Wow, I'm real curious to see that thing on the highway. How soon before it would be another year and a half or two? I think they're supposed to have something out in 2019. Now, here's one thing I will say about Tesla. They do amazing things. They are known to miss most of their deadlines. So I wouldn't hold my breath on the 2019. <laughs> they they almost always miss their deadlines. That, that's just what they do. So it'd be wonderful if we see something by 2019, but I kind of doubt it. But they do have one out already, don't they, as a uh, example? Oh, absolutely. That I'm sure, works? Yeah, I'm sure they have way more than one. There's, you know, probably dozens of of test vehicles that they're still tweaking, but we won't see production for a while yet. Wonder why they got to make them look like a doggone airplane, uh, jet airplane. Well, because <laughs> you know, people don't realize. They think, well, why make it? Aer- why worry about aerodynamics if there's no fuel? Well, the the more aerodynamic you make that truck the longer the batteries last. Electricity's just More, yeah. electricity's yeah, yeah. just like fuel. We want this thing to be we can even call electricity a fuel. So we want this truck to be very very fuel efficient because the biggest downside to an electric truck still e- even with this one. I mean Tesla's claiming, again, this is their claim that you'll get 500 miles out of the first battery charge. That's a really, really bold claim. God. Yeah, that's a bold claim. And in order to do that, this thing is going to have to be very, very efficient. So that's why, but here's the other reason. We can't build 
a truck that's this aerodynamic with the diesel engine. It, it can't be done. This will be the most no. aerodynamic truck on the market because you don't have to try to build around a big diesel engine, which needs a big radiator up front, and that determines the shape of the hood in the vehicle. Well, they don't have any of that. That's why it's got that really severe slope on the nose, because they can make it very aerodynamic, and they need to. Well, I'm wondering how much draw your heater's going to pull on that as well, and AC. I imagine they got that incorporated in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it. If they can pull 80,000 pounds up a 6% grade with no loss of speed, I don't think the air conditioning is going to be that big of a deal. Well, it'll reduce your 500 miles. Well, we don't know what – more than likely the 500-mile claim is optimal. You know, lots of things could reduce that number. But the the exciting thing is electric vehicles have huge amounts of potential – and the only thing really holding us back right now is battery technology. So, but, but if we're getting this close, that Tesla believes that they're going to bring this thing out, and, I mean, they've already got a lot of orders, it will only get better from here. Well, let's think about this. How long have we had diesel engines? Oh, God, yeah. Well, yeah. 19, a long time. 1920s. All we have had. Yeah, 1920s. Think about all the companies around the world that have been working on diesel engine technology for almost a hundred years, yet we still only get six or seven miles to the gallon. We still only get about five or six hundred horsepower. We still go up hills at 30 or 35 miles an hour. Electric trucks are going to blow those numbers away, and all we're really waiting on is better battery technology. That's exciting. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let's Truck.com 
or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. As a professional driver, there is no question that fuel is your highest cost. Fuel Gauges tracks each fuel up, provides your 30, 60, and 90-day miles per gallon average, also tracks maintenance and modifications. Best of all, it is completely free to use. There is no excuse not to use your miles per gallon and start improving your fuel economy. Download the Fuel Gauges app today and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Are you a driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day? If the answer is yes... Then Stop Holding the Steering Wheel audio program was designed for you. In this one-of-a-kind audio program, Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to owner-operator, finding and negotiating for a new truck, and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our online store at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, have you heard? We have an app to make listening to our shows easier than ever. It's free. It's simple. It does one thing, and it does it really well. Download the app, open it, and listen to our shows. The Power Hour, Questions from the Road, Destination Health, and more. Listen live, listen anytime, and never miss a show again. To find it, search your app store for Audio Road. One word, that's Audio Road. It's one more way we help you master the journey. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. Still got uh, two segments left. You might be able to grab an open line. I'm going to get back to the calls. We're off to Indiana. Mike, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Um, So we were talking, uh, I believe it was on Tuesday's show, and um, I guess I must have made a heck of a bad impression because you mentioned me on last night's show as well. Um. My fuel mileage, my crappy fuel mileage, I did a lot of research into backdraft, and I'm paying, paying attention to the modifications he's done. Okay. And uh, oh my, that's just insane. <laughs> it's an inspiration to me. It is. But I know. What I was thinking, um, I, I realized I've always been driving. I've been driving since 2009. I've always driven those horrible Super 10s and regular... 10 speeds. So a 13 speed transmission is fairly new to me. I had one truck before this that had a 13 speed. I was in it for about three months before I bought this truck. So the way you're talking about 270-ish gear somewhere in there, I imagine in top gear, that's going to put me around 1200 RPMs. 
as at my well hold up cruising hold on let me let me explain something because this confuses a lot of people mo there there are literally hundreds of models of transmissions so no matter what i say there's always going to be an exception but in general in general every 13 speed on the road every 18 speed on the road and every 10 speed 90% of them are all what we call overdrive transmissions and the top gear is all the same 18 speed, 13 speed, 10 speed, top gear is all the same. The difference is how many gears you have to get to top gear. But but top gear is is virtually identical in all of those transmissions. So a 13 speed or an 18 speed doesn't change your RPM in top gear from a 10 speed or even a 9 speed. Okay, that makes sense. I'm running, uh, I mean, at 70 mile an hour, I'm running right at about 1490. That's because of your 370s. Oh, man, so, yeah. That, that's because of the 370s. Okay. But if you pulled that 10 speed out of there, put most 18 speeds or 13 speeds in, you'd still be at the exact same RPM. Gotcha. Well, I know in my, um, my old truck I had, I could top it out 81 mile an hour when I hit the rev limiter on uh, that engine at 1950. Same exact engine, just two years older. So here's the one thing I don't want you to get too focused on. The RPM. RPM does have an effect on fuel economy, but it's a, a small effect compared to speed. Speed is the single biggest factor. Because fuel mileage is all about physics. The number one factor is aerodynamics. And when you start going faster, it is not a linear equation. So it's what we call an exponential equation. So the difference between 70 and 60 is a lot bigger on aerodynamics than most people believe. Every one mile per hour you go faster over 55, you will lose one-tenth of a mile per gallon. That means the difference in, in the same truck, same freight, same everything, the difference between 55 and 70 is one and a half miles per gallon. Wow. That's a lot. That is a um, lot. There, there's two other. It, I've pretty much made it up a project. There's two other factors I've, that go uh, along with speed. At... So aerodynamics are number one, but rolling resistance is number two. And the faster we go, the more rolling resistance we have. And then mechanical resistance is the third physics factor that we have to look at. Mechanical resistance means the friction of everything, the friction of the engine, the friction of the gears in the transmission, the friction of the U-joints and the gears in the differentials and the power divider and the wheel bearings. And as we go faster, that friction increases. So every time, that's why just one mile per hour can make such a difference. Because the aerodynamics get worse, the rolling resistance gets worse, and the the mechanical resistance gets worse. Gotcha. I've looked at, I've, I crunched the numbers, and uh, I'm looking at potentially eighteen to twenty two thousand 
a year in fuel savings. Um, if I can get this worked out, even if we can get up to seven in PG. Right. And I've pretty much decided all those fuel savings, what I'm doing is I'm rolling that over into uh, increasing my fuel economy and get, you know, bigger bang for my buck going on down the road. Perfect. Um, so, I mean, that's one thing, you know, it's a project I'm working on. I, I've made it my number one project now. And see how it goes down the road. And also, I ordered a, a oil sample kit. We're going to get an oil sample into you pretty soon and see exactly what's going on with this thing, see if we can uh, get this thing fixed. Good. Well, you know, you just came up with on your own, you came up with the same thing that I've been teaching people for a couple decades now. And I'll give you an example. The Scan Gauge KR is uh, $197. I have seen people improve their fuel economy by a half a mile per gallon using that device. That means it pays for itself in like a month and a half and then starts saving hundreds of dollars a month. And then you take that those hundreds of dollars and you buy the next most expensive item or least expensive item we start working our way up so we spend 200 bucks on a scan gauge then we take those savings and this is what you were just talking about we take those savings and we roll them into a set of air tabs and then we take the savings from the air tabs and maybe we roll it into fleet air filters then the fleet air filters start saving us money and you know depending on the year of the truck we might be able to buy a pittsburgh power muffler if it's a a pre-dpf engine we might be able to take the savings from that and roll it into the flow below aerodynamic device. And you just start working your way up. And, and that's exactly what uh, Steve has done on that truck we were talking about, the backdraft. Except when he got all done with all the things we've always talked about, he started fabricating his own aerodynamic devices. He built his own trailer tail. He really? Cu- he, yeah, he built his own trailer tail. He covered, you know how when you look under your trailer, you've got all the cross members sticking out? Right. Those create all kinds of aerodynamic drag. He covered the entire underside of his trailer so it's smooth. Well, I guess now I need to buy my own trailer then. Well, there's, let me give you another example. We we built, I designed, and, and we had a manufacturer in Arkansas build what we call our signature trailer. So I, I went down and worked with them, and I designed a trailer with all the aerodynamic devices. I could find all the smart truck aerodynamic devices. We put very low rolling resistant tires on it. We put disc brakes on it. We put everything I could think of to get better fuel economy out of that trailer. We improved the if we took somebody that was just pulling around the average dry van trailer with no modifications on it at all, and they switched to our trailer, they picked up one full mile per gallon with our trailer. Wow. Now, Messia Valley, who Messia Valley works on fuel economy more than any other fleet I know, they claim that their best design trailer has improved fuel economy in their fleet by 1.3 miles per gallon. 
That adds up when you're talking about a thousand trailers. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, absolutely. It adds up when you've got one truck and one trailer. Well, you did the math. You figured out you could save $20,000 if you hit your goal. That's a lot of money. It is. Um, I do. I, I've got something. I, I called a um, one of these ECM tuning places today. Be very. And I checked into something. Okay. Let me. Uh, let, yeah, get, I am. Yeah. Be very, very careful. I, I. This is something I follow a lot. And there are a lot of people who will claim they can tune ECMs and they are doing some stuff in the ECMs that can really cause problems, like wipe out engines. They're turning off a lot of the safety shutdowns because they don't know how to tune these things correctly. They're using basically what I would call a hack. They are able to get all kinds of horsepower. No question. You'll see the performance. But they're not doing it correctly, and they're doing it in a way that could cause a lot of damage to the engine. So just be very, very careful when you're working with somebody and letting them tune your ECM. Be sure you know who you're dealing with and how they're doing this. I've got to get to a break. We'll be right back with more stuff. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Join us for the 2018 CMC Live Seminar, the biggest, baddest educational event dedicated to the trucking industry. This event takes place September 17th through the 21st at the Mid-America Center in Council Bluffs, Iowa. This five-day seminar focuses solely on the unique challenges and opportunities that truck drivers face every day, not only on the job, but in all facets of life. Learn from the industry's top leaders, network with fellow drivers, and start running more effective and profitable businesses. Spots are filling up fast. Don't miss this opportunity to take action on your business, your life, and your future. Together, we can help you master the journey. Register online at letstruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL with any questions. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGage KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGage KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost 
and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. As a professional driver, there is no question that fuel is your highest cost. Fuel Gauges tracks each fuel up, provides your 30, 60, and 90-day miles per gallon average, also tracks maintenance and modifications. Best of all, it is completely free to use. There is no excuse not to use your miles per gallon and start improving your fuel economy. Download the Fuel Gauges app today and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. We're down to the final segment. I'm going to get right back to the calls. We're off to Illinois. Colin, welcome to the program. Yes, sir. Got a tax problem. Okay. I'm in a partnership going on seven years. And with the new law for this year for the pedium, I talked to my partner. I said, look, we've got to save a lot of payroll taxes if the company pays me the pedium. I was taking it to my tax man and I was getting the deduction. So when he went and asked our, his tax man, he said, I should have even been doing it for the six years because we're a partnership and we're not allowed the per diem. Is that true? No. I, well, let me think while I'm talking because my first question is why are you formed as a partnership? Just what he did. We're in partners together, so we started this yeah, I, I, six years ago. My guess is you would be far better off formed as an escort. Partnerships are awful in a lot of ways, not just taxes, but they, they have no tax benefit, and they have lots of other problems. So I, I, the first thing I would do is have somebody look at this and probably convert this to an S-corp. Now, I'm not going to answer the per diem question about a partnership just because I don't deal with them. I can't think – I've done a lot of reading. I can't think of any reason why the partnership can't pay you the per diem. Um, but there could be one. Like I said, I don't deal with partnerships, so I just don't know. There might be something I'm missing. But clearly, if you were an S-corp, you could be paid the per diem. Okay, and the other one is our but, insurance. But for here's me. here's here's the other thing. Why we can't dedu- we what? can't dedu- they said we can't deduct it. Well, let me get to the insurance in a second. Why, even if the partnership okay. can't pay you the per diem, the partnership could deduct the per diem as an expense. Yeah, um, I deducted. I, I was deducting it. With my tax man, it gets done separate. Well, so and then they but, told him when he hold, was asking, I, we can't what, do that. Here's something else I'm confused about: Are you one of the partners? 
Yeah, I'm the we're I'm a partner with my son-in-law. Well, then why we started how, this? How how were you ever? I do de- all the. How were you ever deducting the per diem? On what form were you deducting it on a schedule? You can't deduct it on a Schedule A if you're a partner because you don't get paid a payroll. So there would be no Schedule A. If you're a partner, there shouldn't be any Schedule C. So the partnership would ha- – I'm not even understanding how you were taking the deduction anyway. I, I, You know, this is all new to me. I've been doing it for six years. That's why I think I'm in a lot of trouble after finding this out. Um, well, I, I wouldn't, you know, he pay, I, I, he pays me weekly, you know, we do taxes, we pay it on 30% of what the truck makes. And then I pay all my payroll deduction. You know, the bookkeeper does all that. I get my uh, okay. check every week. And okay. That's how See there, there's what that, that's what was confusing me. You are receiving a payroll check and in a partnership, you shouldn't be. Now it's not a it's not really a problem. I don't think that there's any way the IRS can penalize you for this. This is a confusing issue, though. But the problem is, as a partnership, you should not be receiving a payroll check if you're one of the partners. Right. Now, in an Didn't S- know that. We just thought it was easier to deduct the taxes. Yeah, it is easier, and like I said, I don't know if that's going to cause any major issue or not because the IRS is still getting all of their tax money. Um, the per diem, you take, you were actually losing money by taking it as an employee deduction. If the partnership would have deducted it, you would have gotten a, a better benefit. So I, I don't think you're in any trouble. I think you probably have paid more tax than you should have been. But even the, he said the trucking can't take the per diem. Well, of course they can. For me. It, yeah, I don't know. That's why well, the, the the first thing I would you know, do is is get somebody who understands trucking, um, and, and go over all of these tax returns. I would I I could would get rid of the partnership and make this an S corp. Then you will receive a a true payroll check because that's the way S corps do operate, and you have a couple options. The S corp could take. The deduction, the S-Corp could pay the per diem to you, and so you get the money tax-free. The S-Corp still gets the the tax deduction that way, but the partnership is what's causing all the issues here. Okay. Because it's caused the issue with our insurance. You know, it keeps going up. I'm paying $3,300 a month. Now are my you, wife and I. Now you're talking about okay. health insurance. We can't now, it. well, health insurance. No, the only business technically that can deduct health insurance is a C corporation, and nobody wants to be a C corporation for a lot of other reasons. So we'll just skip that. There is a way to set the business up so that health insurance becomes deductible, but it it's. It's a little complicated, and we have to have somebody working in the business that isn't one of the S-Corp owners. 
So what what would be possible in your scenario? You have a, a partner who is your son-in-law. You two could both be owners of the S-Corp. You could hire your wife as an employee of the S-Corp to do bookkeeping or office management or whatever. And one of the benefits you would offer her would be health insurance. So, But she can't be an owner because the owners of S-Corps are not allowed to deduct their own health insurance. So she becomes an employee only, not a shareholder. One of her benefits for I'm being... On her policy. And then you are on her policy, correct. So now we get to deduct both okay. of your health insurance. But that can be done with an S-Corp. Okay. So that's the we should look at getting into an escort then. Yes. Yes. And and I won't even go into all the legal problems you could run into with a partnership. Yeah. For, for, okay. Just, and, uh, just to give you, you, for example, if your son-in-law, and I know he's your son-in-law, but these things happen. If your son-in-law goes out and borrows $200,000 in the partnership name and he runs off with the money, you owe it all back. Right. You have no protection in a partnership from those kind of things. Anything your partner does, whether you know about it or not, you could be legally liable for anything any of the other partners do. That shouldn't be a problem, but yeah, um, yeah, I'll try to get in touch with you and try to get this. Yeah, I mean, but I want to tell you, I've been following you for a long time, and I started out with this 1999 Kenworth W9, which was getting 4.9 miles to the gallon when I first got it, mm -hmm. and I did all your. I got the Pittsburgh muffler. I got the Michelin. Uh, high rolling resistance, and I've done 7.2 in this truck. That's outstanding. Yeah, that that's and, and I'm. But I'm, I average, I average, I average 6.5 for the year because I work it hard and I put my foot in it. But I can get 7.2 on it if I drive it. Well, right. and, and 6.5 is a huge savings over 4.9. That that. Yeah. Here's another thing that people don't understand about fuel economy because it can get confusing. But if you understand percentages, then this makes sense. If you improve a truck from four miles to the gallon to five miles to the gallon, that is a much, much bigger savings than improving a truck from seven miles to the gallon to eight miles to the gallon. Even though you won't, you improved one mile per gallon. The savings is bigger when you start with the lower number. So when you were down in the fours and you were able to get it up into the sixes, that is a huge savings in fuel costs for the year. So congratulations on that. Now, let's get working on this partnership and let's try to untangle the, uh, the mess this thing might be. All right, I'm looking at the clock. I'm going to have to wrap this up and get out of here. So thanks for joining me. Remember, we are here live in this midnight slot. Five days a week now, five nights a week. 
guess it depends on which time zone you're in, which nights. If you're in the eastern time zone, technically it's Tuesday through Saturday because we're on after midnight. But the other three time zones, it's Monday through Friday. I happen to be in the central time zone for a while right now. We will see you back here tomorrow night. Check out the website. It's letstruck.com. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey with Kevin Rutherford.